Greetings, dear witches, and thank you for tuning in to the Modern Witches Podcast, brought to you by the witches behind the Modern Witches Confluence and our Witches Gather event series. I am your host and Modern Witches creatrix, Casey Zabala, and I am here to offer this space to commune with the many multifaceted currents of witchcraft at work in our world. Together, may we collectively re-enchant our realities, both here and between the worlds. Hello and welcome to our digital altar, the Modern Witches Podcast. I am so delighted to be here with my friend and co-conspirator. I don't know. You're just such an important person in my life, Alejandra Luisa Leon. And we're here to talk about magic and witchcraft today. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Casey. I'm so delighted to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Uh, The summer was definitely intense with the Venus retrograde and Mercury retrograde after that. And we have eclipse season coming up, but I'm riding the wave of trying to just enjoy things at this moment as they are. So that's where I'm at. It's a very good wave to be on and not an easy one to ride during these times. For sure. Um, I'd love to just begin our conversation by asking you, you know, how do you identify as a witch? I identify as a witch, as someone who believes in the powers of the unseen, the invisible, uh, I think what I love most about being a witch is being able to tune into the magic of every day and how tuning into the magic of the everyday assists in everything. (laughs) It assists Mm -hmm. in everything, you know, um, and helps like it helps lift me up. Um, when I'm down, it helps me regain hope, you know, when I've lost it, uh, it's helped me grieve. It's helped me find meaning, you know, so it's empowering. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How do you find your way to the witchcraft path? I was always like even as a little child I was always like full of enchantment if you will and definitely connected to like mystical imagery music everything without even knowing that as a child it was just you know the way I was naturally and when I was 17 I was in a crisis and it led me to my very first tarot reading. I, I received a reading from this amazing woman. And she told me in that reading that what was part of what was going on with me is I was realizing that I was different uh, than my friends. And uh, I was having a spiritual awakening, I guess, you know, if you will. Mm-hmm. And she really held me in that and held me also in the crisis I was going through. And after that, it sort of just put me on the path. I, uh, my father gifted me a tarot deck. I, uh, got really got into tarot. I had always loved astrology, even when I was little. I mean, I can remember being like a child and being like, I'm a Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I don't, I can't even remember where that came from, really, the astrology. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, a Leo, you know, we love being Leos. 
Exactly. You know, I think it's just part of it. You know, you (laughs) hear it somewhere and you're like, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was always there. And uh, I met a friend around that time who practiced Wicca and uh, was very invested in their craft. And uh, when I met them, they were like, you know, you're a witch, right? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I kind of think I do. You know? <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, he really, you know, put me on the path as far as like some books and some things. Um, but it, it felt like something that was already there. And, you know, I had this really potent dream right away. Uh, it sort of seemed like an initiation and, mm-hmm. After that, I mean, everything was history. It just, it was like, it, really after that, it was never separate from me for one second because mm-hmm. I had already, you know, as a teenager, I was really starting to connect with synchronicity and, you know, uh, the ideas that Carl Jung put forward and, and, you know, once I found an outlet through witchcraft and tarot and astrology and just being magical it's just it took over and it's it's been so deeply interwoven in in my everyday ever since then it's like you said you know you were connecting with something that felt like it was already there and I think that's such a a really resonant idea for so many of us that when we find witchcraft it's like a homecoming of some kind or like accepting a part of ourselves that we you know couldn't really see um yes. so it's such a special such a special moment in a witch's life when the witch in somebody else's uh, as a witch sees the witch in you it's like a really a beautiful invitation to embody absolutely I completely agree it really was like uh this license to find my true self uh especially having um after you know being born in Ecuador and living on the east coast for a little bit and then you know growing up in the central valley after that it was you know it's a lot of like norm core culture <laughs> and uh, it was yeah it, it was just great to be like yes this is me I'm a little different freak over here mm-hmm. <laughs> a little fairy child you know always have been you know so yeah I know that's such especially during your teenage years that can be like such a special oh yeah an important reclamation. Yes, absolutely. Do you want to share a little bit about your, the lineages that have contributed to your path? You mentioned growing up in, or being born in Ecuador. Yes, I was born in Ecuador. That's uh, the lineage on my father's side uh, as completely Ecuadorian. And um, a lot of my magic comes from that side. I mean, my father was already into tarot, gifted me more than one deck. My uncle gave me my first elaborate astrology reading and uh, my aunt uh, practiced Santeria for a a long time. And, uh, you know, there is definitely some magic that comes from that side. Uh, My grandmother, my father's mother uh, was just by her very nature, like really into healing foods and herbs and and things like that. And uh, actually, as my father was dying, he looked at me. I was like, trying to feed him some like, you know, healthy drink. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're just like my mother. <laughs> and so uh yeah, there's there's definitely some magic from that side, but there's also magic from my mother's side too. Um, uh, my mother's Italian, but on her other side, my matrilineal side, there's uh, sort of a mysterious Eastern European. We're still trying to kind of figure that out, but there's definitely some magic from that side too, like a lot of plant magic, like 
my uh, great-grandmother was, I think, you know, a kitchen witch or something, you know, without that even being the thing. It's just that's like a natural inclination that's been passed down from that side. So that's something I'm still exploring, but the uh, connection to roses definitely comes from that side, uh, which has been really represented in all of my artwork. Um, so yeah, there's, there's some magic on both sides. Beautiful. Thank you for bringing your ancestors to this conversation and welcoming in the plants too. I hope we can talk about plants at some point in this conversation. But I mean, you mentioned your, your artwork and Alejandro is the, uh, creatrix of several amazing decks. And I'd love if you could share a little bit about that work. Yes. Well, I collaging, uh, all of my decks are made from hand cut collage, uh, using, uh, paper and found paper images and scissors and tape, you know, old school style. And that practice was something that really held me through my grief. I had lost my brother in 2012 and then lost my father in uh, 2014 and it was a lot and I was going through a hermit period not wanting to socialize with anybody I was deeply entrenched in the grief and collaging was something that I began doing as just a peaceful activity it you know, music, incense, tea, collaging. And it just, it felt so good. And it was the, like one of the only things um, around that time that like felt peaceful and good. And it really wasn't until a year after beginning that, that I realized, oh, like I'll just, I'll make a tarot deck out of this and I'll publish it. And I did that. And then it it just kept going and I made uh, two other decks, one astrology deck and an oracle deck. And it's continued to my art practice is is definitely something that still holds me through hard times. You know, it's not like hard times suddenly stop and I've definitely been through some things since or just been through some cycles of healing and it really seems like the creative juices will be flowing when I've hit like a 10 of swords. <laughs> sometimes yeah. not, sometimes not. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like an ace of wands or, you know, sometimes it's just joyous, fiery creativity. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it never is not that, but it definitely uh, can also just be something that holds me when I need to just be alone and and channel what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so, something, yeah. I mean, it's such an emotional process to create yeah. decks, you know, and you're, you hold a lot in that experience. So it makes mm-hmm. sense to me that it is a really emotionally charged process. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's an opportunity to just see what comes through. Uh, I think that's what feels good about it too, is that I, when I first started, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to like, oh, I'm going to sit down and collage this kind of a scene or this kind of, it was just like, let's see what happens kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was always like that. Uh, you know, the only times it hasn't been like that is like, you know, when I was making the tarot deck and it's like, when I only have 10 cards left, well, it's like, okay, I know it needs to be one of these 10 cards. And then it's like a little more planned, but right. But other than that, it really is just like, I don't know what's going to come through. Like I've been making another tarot deck lately. I started it about a year and a half ago and I'm still in that process early enough in where I don't know what card's going to come out. And sometimes I'm so surprised like, oh, it was that card that wanted to Day, and it's usually a card that's like speaking to me or I'm in that card or you know I ended mm-hmm. up pulling it. it's kind of like pulling a card but I'm creating a card so, uh, so beautiful. yeah there's a lot of energy that kind of like flows through yeah that's definitely a, 
something that I personally admire about you is how just intuitively guided you are. And it feels like that's something that really comes through in your art as well. Um, the magic of it, the synchronicity of things coming together. Thank you. I appreciate you seeing me in that way. Yeah. You know, I just want to name your deck. So the first, your first tarot deck is the Lioness Oracle Tarot. Beautiful yes. deck. And then you made the vision of the Muse Oracle. Yes. And you also have Stars Divine, uh, yep. which is an astrology deck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they all flow so beautifully together. Um, so it's it's really beautiful to see how this collage, this intuitive collage process is building for you. And I'm so excited about a new deck. Wow. Yes, yes. Those decks are definitely my little children. They're like siblings. They definitely work really well together. When I give client readings, I use all three of them. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's that's fun to do. And um, yeah, they have like a connection. They have you know, uh, similar vibes. Um, my new one is, you know, definitely still in the fam, but a little diff, a little diff. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. 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 Something that, I mean, I think we connected on Instagram initially many years ago because deck fellow deck creators and tarot readers and, I'm curious to hear your take on on what it what it's like to do intuitive work in the modern world in like a very fast-paced capitalist society. How oh. is that treating you? <laughs> I mean, I think that's the reason I rely on it so heavily. Mm-hmm. It's it balances out this absolute insanity that we live in you know it's Mm -hmm. this insanity that is destroying the planet it is uh wreaks havoc on our bodies and our nervous systems and and on animals race you know every you know every being on the on every living thing on the planet is suffering because of this insanity and I think connecting with the intuitive magical fabric that is still there within nature within everything it's it's what it's what uh reminds me that there's something beautiful that exists there's something so uh, enchanting and miraculous and I think by working with that on the daily it's this it's balancing out the turmoil from living in this craziness you know, the more of us that do that, the more we're making it the norm and, and hopefully balancing out something on like a grander scale. Right. That's a beautiful spell. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big spell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think the more of us, which is that can kind of get behind that the better absolutely absolutely shifting our awareness away from capitalism which seems to have taken over taken over everything uh you know this patriarchal way of doing everything has it's just it's taken us so far away from what is actually sane from what is actually in harmony what is actually in alignment and it 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 boggles my mind on a daily basis and you know i think as you know as a really sensitive soul uh i have to balance that out by <laughs> tapping into the magic that's there within nature, within, 
you know, uh, yeah, the, the natural order of the universe. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would love to know just kind of in your journey of fostering your intuition, you know, what was something that really helped you in those moments when you found it difficult or you were feeling maybe disconnection? Mm-hmm. That's a good question because, you know, that disconnection I think happens to the best of us, you know, uh, the mundane sort of takes over the uh, prevalence of, you know, patriarchal thought, like takes over, mm-hmm. I think, even the best of us. And uh, sometimes, sometimes I'm reminded through a card poll or I'm reminded through, yeah, like a message from my guides or the plant world, you know, that's, that's a big thing. I feel like the more I've connected with the plant world and plant allies, I feel like a plant ally will come in and lift me up or, you know, remind me, uh, synchronicities, I feel like always remind me those, those, those moments that are not coincidences and, you know, the signs, the omens, the, you know, everything can lead me back to, oh, there's, there's something so much grander here than this, uh, reality, you know, and I think that brings me back, but you know, I'm human. There are moments that are just full of despair too. And, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, those moments happen too. And sometimes you have to just kind of ride those out. Yeah. Um, but the resilience I think is there too. And you can just like kind of keep spiraling back to, uh, bouncing back, you know, like, uh, to bring up the 10 of swords again, it's like, you know, you hit the 10 of swords and, you know, like the dramatic Rider Waite Smith image, it's like all the swords in your back. You feel like you're just laid out, like nothing's ever going to get better. It's awful. It's like so terrible, you know. But a lot of times after that, something will shift and mm-hmm. you might have this star card moment or this nine of cups moment or, you know, this empress moment. I think those can kind of bring you back around, uh, you know. But disconnection, I think it's it's so easy to to become disconnected. I mean, we're bombarded by our phones and our computers and screens everywhere. And, you know, so much, it's so easy to get disconnected. You know, we have to like make yeah. a practice out of reconnecting, I think. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. I think that's where, you know, things like having a daily card practice or... Yeah you know, having some daily ritual practice that you have mm-hmm. that builds resilience too, for those moments when you can't, you know, pull a card or when you're feeling that wave of despair, you know? Um, Absolutely. And if it can be like a self-care practice too, you know, something that just brings you back to your inner intuition back to your center is like so helpful totally yeah yeah I mean I'm curious I want to bring in the plants again since we're on the self-care topic um I know that you love working with plants and I'd love to hear about like your journey with that how how did that become more fully into your life yes well it's it started with the collaging too actually uh images just come i just find them and it was not you know when when anything's knocking a lot it, whether it's in collage or or in any kind of way i try to pay attention to it you know and roses it's like i would receive a magazine that was all roses or like you know <laughs> And they just kept coming and I, and, you know, it makes sense to me now knowing more about plants, uh, you know, it makes sense, you know, my heart, I was grieving roses are 
really good for grief. They're really good for healing anything of the heart. And it makes so much sense that uh, they were coming in so strongly. Uh, then I also made the connection that my grandmother loved rose print everything. Like the things that I was collaging looked a lot like my grandmother's sweaters or plates <laughs> or, you know, and it was like, oh, my grandmother who has passed, you know, and then her mother, you know, it just, there was this connection there. Uh, but around that time, uh, I not only collage them, but, uh, I took my first, uh, potion, rose potion and shout out to sister spinster. Actually, um, it was sister spinster's rose potion. So good. And it was so incredible. I, that first time it's, it's, it's every time I've, I've bought that potion a billion times, but, um, that first time it just cracked me so wide open to pleasure and embodiment and joy. And I just felt so delicious the whole time. And it just felt like, okay, Rose, like you're an ally, you're an ancestral ally. You're just there. And I, I've consciously like worked with it ever since. Uh, and it just sort of, evolved from there it's it's just been like that where a certain plant will meet me in that way like whether it's through like a flower essence or actually you know you know drinking a tea or it, it will just come and it's it's and and then it, it evolved into me just becoming more obsessed and more like well I just really want to work with all the essences I can and all the plants and really connect and really meet the plant world, have more respect, have more uh, communication, have more um, of a journey. And it's, it's just, it's been deepening and deepening in the same way that, you know, years ago that that happened with tarot and astrology, mm -hmm. it's, it's been um, wildly fascinating and just, an anchor and a bomb, just so many things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It strikes me that so much of a witch's practice is not necessarily like planned, but it's, it happens through these synchronistic moments. It happens through yeah. direct communication with the world. And right. your, our spirit guides were saying, Hey, look this direction or do yes. this thing. Yes. It's so important to listen. Absolutely. I mean, this is the miraculous nature of the unseen world is, you know, talking to us all the time in all sorts of ways. And when you start tuning in, you start listening, it's like you're, you're enchanted every day. Right. Mm. Yeah. Such an important thing to remember. Oh, yeah. Which leads me to my next question is, how do you define magic? Yes, magic for me is believing in the reality of what you cannot prove, you cannot, you know, all these things that uh, the patriarchal world poo-poos because you can't do the scientific method on it or whatever, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and this is not poo-pooing science at all. Like science is great. I'm all for science. Uh, I've been on other, I've been guests uh, on other things where, you know, um, people start getting really triggered around that. And I, I'm all about science, you know, right. but I'm more speaking to this idea that, you know, something doesn't exist because you can't see it right or you know you can't prove it and I think magic is you're connected to that world you know you mm -hmm. you do a spell and that it, it it affects this sequence of events in your life that you know it's leading you through these synchronistic moments to the unfolding of that that thing that you put out there and that's working with the invisible world or 
even, you know, the knowing that plants are communicating with you. And yeah, it's not because you can hear them speaking, you know, like we do or, you know, but it's, 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 you just know, and, uh, it's anything like that, you know, uh, is what's magic. It's, it's the, it's working with the, the, the miraculous with the, uh, the fabric that's all connected and, you know, that's, that's the magic. Totally. I think so often people get tripped up on that idea of like proving it to be true or yeah finding ways to have evidence that it's true yeah but the meters of experimentation and evidence making are all based in the patriarchy so absolutely yeah absolutely and I mean it's just this need to know which I understand I think we we want to know for sure about there's there's so much about us that we crave certainty, you know, uh, because the unknown and uncertainty is, is so hard and we all have that and, and that's understandable, you know, and also, you know, I think centuries of oppression from religion too, I think, uh, has also soured like words like faith or, or, you know, trust or, you know, prayer or things like this, because it's, it's come from this toxic place. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there is, uh, there is this magic in the, in the order of, of everything. I mean, as you know, following the moon or, you know, the planets or, you know, anything, there's this, um, there's this alignment, this undeniable alignment around all of it. Totally. We're all connected. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious because here we are recording this in October and I'm curious to know if you have like any shred of wisdom around navigating eclipse season. Yeah, definitely. You know, eclipses are this death and rebirth portal, you know, that we have twice a year. Uh, the the eclipse, right? It, whether it's lunar or solar, what is it doing? It's eclipsing the light, right? Uh, so it's bringing in the natural shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's that's it. you know the 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 luminaries and the planets right it's like the symbolic align the connection that we have right mm-hmm. macrocosm versus microcosm right so you know the macrocosmic symbolism of the eclipse right is like the light is being eclipsed by shadow so naturally our own shadow stuff comes up mm-hmm. and or even events in our lives that seem shadowy, you know, more challenging, uh, difficult to navigate. And I'm not one who thinks that it's like malevolent or evil or anything like that. I, I think that it's, it's something that initiates like endings and but new beginnings too uh so but it's nonetheless it's intense right it's intense Mm -hmm. for us to go through um so I think one thing that I've been learning too is just trying to surrender to know that this is a natural cycle that happens twice a year and and part of it is like surrendering the fear and just being like okay like what comes will come you know I I you know will tune into this in the best way that I can you know and so surrendering but number two is like having a lot of support lined up um, whether that's like you're going to pull cards and journal to just be aware of what's coming up, or you're going to have your counseling or therapy sessions lined up so that you have an outlet, 
or you have the people that you are really entrusting relationship with, like around for conversations and support. Um, I think that supporting the nervous system, like more and more and more as someone who's suffered from PTSD, uh, I think PTSD, there's so much in this world that triggers trauma. And I think the, uh, how should I say this? The hype around eclipse season, not to say that eclipse season isn't powerful because it is, but I think sometimes the hype around it uh, we're sometimes not realizing how that is also triggering our PTSD. It's like, we're like, oh my God, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, you know? Right, totally. And I think that it's so important to support the nervous system always, but like, especially through eclipse season, like have your nervine herbs like Mm -hmm. at the ready, like be taking those on a daily basis if you need to take like cbd or something to help you get a good night's sleep do that like if you thrive on meditation or you know deep breathing or walks or your exercise or whatever like have those things that soothe your nervous system throughout the process that's where you know i think flower essences are really helpful to uh you know like the bach emergency blend or Mm -hmm. anything like that uh you know it's just so you can as much as possible stay grounded and calm but at the same time sometimes events sweep you up like a hurricane or a tornado and they just kind of sweep you up and it is what it is and then afterwards you come back down to to Kansas or whatever I'm thinking of Dorothy (laughs) yeah you know you know and it's like woo you know and I mean sometimes life just happens right but um and you learn something right exactly there's a transformation portal that happens um and you know sometimes it's not always even with you per se, but it's like people that were really close to you might've been going through something really intense during that time. And you find yourself kind of being, becoming a part of it, you know, and, um, and you still have to support yourself. I was just going to say, you have to remember to come back to yourself and support yourself, um, with what is grounding and nourishing, you know, Mm. hydrate, eat food, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, looking at it as like, okay, like this is coming. So I'm just going to like really start taking good care now and throughout, you know? Um, yes, that's such good advice. Yeah. I just started taking my immunity potions religiously. It's like, okay. Exactly. I mean, we have, you know, the clip season coming up and it's already the transition, you know, into autumn where our bodies are vulnerable. Yeah. Get, get in your immunity tonics and, uh, yeah, support the body. I think supporting the body is always such a good thing, but then also supporting your body with trying to calm the brain down whenever you can. Mm-hmm. Indeed such an overactive part of our lives at this point. Well, and we're overstimulated constantly. Yes. So it's, it's, it's not even always our faults, you know? Um, So we got to just know that like, okay, like, especially if you don't live in the country and you live in an urban environment, it's like, it's fucking stimulating out there. So (laughs) know when to unplug and know when to not answer, know when to say no, know when to calm down center you know all that stuff yeah sometimes I hide my phone for myself yeah I mean it's it's crazy right that we're living in that day and age where it's like if my phone's around I'm gonna pick it up <laughs> you know you have to like it's so bad you have to, it. You have to turn it off you have to like I yeah I mean it's real you know it's so real so real yes I want to share with all of our listeners that we have a special book coming out next year. 
and it's an anthology of modern witchcraft more details tbd but alejandra is a contributor and um i'm really excited about what they've shared in the book and without saying too much i'm, I'm i've asked alejandra to share a, a practice with us that is a little bit of a teaser for what's in the book so if you wouldn't mind sharing your magical practice with us Absolutely. Yeah, I can't. I'm so glad I was a part of that project and I can't wait to see what everyone thinks about, you know, the practice I shared. Uh, but today, uh, yeah, as like a um, little taste of it uh, and it, it it's, you know, segues uh, or piggybacks off of what we were just talking about. Um, a practice that could be supportive now and into eclipse season is first I have to say I'm big on bath rituals bath rituals as a witch as a psychic person as a sensitive person as someone with trauma all the things okay baths have been a huge anchor for my well-being and the number one ingredient is the Epsom and sea salt combination mm. that is put in it. The Epsom salts are a support for the body and the sea salt is for the auric body, the energy body. Uh, you know, we know that we need to clean that psychic debris off, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, a hot bath with even if you just have those two ingredients. However, bringing in a an oil uh, of a plant ally can be really helpful. And I have found in the past year, mugwort oil to be supremely supportive. Uh, mugwort can assist you in connecting to your intuitive center so you know the busy mind can be going a mile a minute and you kind of can't discern at certain times what's intuition and what's just anxiety and fear and and chatter and all of these things but I find that in the bath working with mugwort oil and honoring mugwort, you know, mugwort needs a lot of respect and, and, you know, really saying, thank you for being here. You know, I appreciate you. If you could please assist me in, um, connecting with my center right now and, you know, and using it from, from a maker maybe that, you know, or who's responsible. I, was really blessed in that I was given this amazing oil from Maribeth Helen. Uh, you can find her on Instagram as Maribeth Helen. I'm not sure she sells her herbal uh, products anymore, but um, that was my first introduction and really special, really special. And, you know, she put a lot of reverence into working with mugwort and uh, I have just found that I can be so disconnected, like we were talking about earlier or, uh, in doubt. Um, and if I just bring a candle in, take a bath, you know, uh, you know, put on the, you know, the chants or the meditation music, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, really sit there with mugwort and talk to them and and invite them and thank them i have found every single time it will show me what i need to know and tell me at the very least it's sometimes just a message of you just need to not worry right now you just need to just be here just relax you know but sometimes there are some really profound profound messages so yeah, I I think that that could be really supportive for folks during um, the eclipse season or any time, honestly, any time you're feeling disconnected. But just know with mugwort, 
um, when I was still a young silly witch and I hadn't learned to have respect for my plant allies yet, uh, Mugwort sort of was like, well, here are some entities, bitch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, because... (laughs) Because it's very psychic, you know, it, it's very connected Ooh, yeah. to the unseen, to everything we've been talking about. And so I think that A, if they're not worked with in respect, it's not that they're punishing you. It's just that I think what happens is you're just opening up to a world you weren't expecting yes. and some stuff that was uninvited can come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely happened to me way early on, like, um, but uh, and so if you're very psychically sensitive, you know, you might want to use your own intuition for, you know, uh, for using it, but, um, but I have found it just to be very supportive. Um, and again, worked with, with a lot of intention, a lot of, um, reverence, then I find it to just be like the most amazing grandmother ever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, the witchy grandmother we all need. Oh yeah. I mean, just like practical magic ants level and beyond. Totally. Completely. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and those ants, they're like, you know, especially in the movie, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, they're like, okay, you know, clean up your own mess then. Exactly. Look what you look what spirits you invited in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's actually a really good example for what we were just talking about. You know, like I had that moment, you know, a long time ago, and it was like, oh, whoops, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think also, which you know, what she was teaching me at the time was, uh, I was doing a lot of readings at the time, and I was not properly shielding and cleansing, and I was just like hopping around town, giving all kinds of readings. And I think mugwort was, and then just, you know, spraying mugwort around, you know, and it was just like, they were like, darling, you need to have more care than this Mm -hmm. with the magic you were working with, with the space you were holding, with the unseen realm you were connect, you know, it's just, there needs to be more awareness and responsibility and, you know, so. Totally. That was that. And now, you know, I am a different older witch now. So <laughs> we have a different relationship now. Yeah. That's such an important lesson to learn. And I <laughs> really appreciate you sharing it because I've also been through that process. And oh, yeah. I mean, it's a part of just being young and just starting and just, yeah, I just think it's, you know, anytime, you know, just this is how this, our guides you know teach us yes yeah and it's like navigating the world of being a witch in the modern world is like we're constantly opening up portals every time we open instagram and yeah work with Uh clients and you know absolutely absolutely this is why salt baths or your version of that is so important because um you know, you don't want to be like a dirty sponge walking around, you know? Yep. 100%. Yeah. Is there anything you would like to, uh, so you've shared with us so much, honestly, thank you so much. I have immense uh, gratitude for this conversation and I know our listeners are going to love it, but is there anything else you want to leave us with today? Hmm. Yeah, I, it's just sort of with everything we've been talking about, it's just, I think we're in such an intense time on the planet right now. Um, and I know that, uh, all of us sensitive, intuitive, conscious folk are, you know, our bodies are struggling and, and it's intense and, um, I just, want to say like take good care you know and do the self-care uh connect with your supportive community um and try to hold the candle of hope for yeah 
over everything. Um, yeah. And I'm doing the same and I'm going through it too. So may we all hold the candle of hope together. Yes. May we all do so. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alondra. You're welcome. This was so, I loved it. It was just like this fun conversation. Mm. And, and thank you to everyone who is listening. We'd love to hear from you and see what you think. Can you tell folks how to support you and find you? Yes. Uh, so you can support me on Instagram as the lioness Oracle. My website is the lionessoracle.com. You can uh, sign up for my sub stack on either of those platforms. I just started it and I'm just having fun sharing on there so far. Uh, and you can buy a Stars Divine deck. I would really appreciate that. My other decks are out of stock right now and I'm really working to get them back in stock, but you could support me by buying one of those or booking a session with me. Um, yeah, or subscribing to my Substack. Yeah. Highly recommend a session with Alejandra. <laughs> well, thank you so much and blessed be. Blessed be. Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Witches podcast. We hope you've been inspired to cultivate your own magic and to craft your own spiritual practices. Let us know what sparked your curiosity by leaving us a comment on this episode or leave us a review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. Your feedback and engagement truly fills our cups. If you're looking for more ways to gather with your fellow witches, please support our work on Patreon. Learn more at modernwitches.org. Blessed be.